In this podcast, we talk shame, weird, and the lust for life. Stay tuned. Turn on the podcast. Turn on your relationships, your parenting, your love, your sex. Turn on your career, your money, your work, your business, your passion, your success. But mostly, turn on to you. Welcome to episode eight of Turn On The Podcast. I'm Brad Fennell. And I'm Tabitha Fennell. And this week, we're talking all about shame, weird, and the lust for life. Mmm, juicy. Mm-hmm. So good to have you all here. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. In some ways, this shame podcast is going to be an extension from last week, where we talked. We talked about the critic. That's right. Heaps and heaps of critic mm, word. Mm. So maybe we should start. For me, this inspiration came from. Like a program that we're watching, yeah, a, a show, which is not really that important. The show, but in the show, what happened was a video was made public of this woman mm. having sex, yeah, and it went around the office. And for me, what really hit me was the relationship to the people in the office. It felt like a school playground. The way they were dealing with it, yeah. And yeah. the way they were responding to it, like it was this mm. um, kind of weird, strange thing. Yeah. You know, and yes, it's not ideal and you don't want that to happen, but it's this thing that's going on in the background and it was kind of the response. It was the shaming that really mm. occurred around it. Which yeah, really well, it spiked me. everyone's shaming, didn't it? Yeah. So there was no one there to really support her to go, oh, wow, this is, you know, how are you feeling, how are you doing? Yeah. They all just... It all came out in weird ways it from did. different people, didn't it? It did. And it was their shame. Hugely. It was reflected. Hugely. Mm. And which is going to lead us to finding, you know, overcoming your shame, finding your weird and then really connecting that to the lust for life. Yeah. And, you know, and it was more than that. Yes, it was triggered by she this. she kind of did, didn't she, in the end? Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me... It's more than that. It's not just about the shame around sex. That's a factor and it's a part and a place where it gets amplified and that story plays out. Yes. But it's in so many things. It's in, you know, we're trying something new. Yeah. We're exploring something or we're trying mm. a part of ourselves that's a little bit unknown yes. that we want to get to know more of. Yeah, that's right. So in all those areas. Mm. And... You know, it just reminded me of this whole idea around sex and sensuality that it's still so, in many ways, stuck in the Victorian era. Yes. That we're still hiding away, that we're still pretending, that we're not evolving, that... Yeah, we're not really openly talking about it. Completely. In our community or... I mean, some people are, mm. some people aren't, ever. <laughs> but it's still dealt with as this strange act and... 
I think the more it gets marginalized and pushed down, that's yes. when it feels weird. When people yeah. feel sexually weird to you, it's kind yes. of like they're marginalizing parts of themselves and then mm. it comes out, split off, it comes out sideways yeah. in weird ways. If we can integrate that more and mm-hmm. explore that within our own body mm. and in ourself and you know, do battle with the critic yeah. around these things, then we can start moving past shame. I love it. Yeah. And, so and true. the other program that really intru- – we, we watched a bit of The Crown and in yeah. that it just reminded me of us as a society in many ways, this little ecosystem. And look, I know it's just a program, but the entrapment that people feel, that yes. they can only behave in one yeah. way and that's kind of an, ampli- an amplification of it because yes. you can – you know, here's someone who if they step out of line at all is just judged and ridiculed. Yeah. You know, probably more than any of us. That's but right. then in the family system, that it has to have a release valve. So the sister, in a sense, becomes that's right the wild one because yeah, that role did. is crave. Mm. It's craved yeah, within that the family structure. Yeah, because the queen couldn't be that. Yes. she was so locked in. Where it was Margaret? Wasn't it? No. Yeah, Margaret. Anne. No. Margaret. Margaret. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, she was the one that yeah could step out of that box and yeah and be the wild yeah or f- find herself really. Yeah. Which may not have always been healthy for her, but the, no. the dreaming, and that's if, if you can integrate that and explore it more, mm. then you can do it in a way that is healthy and helpful, though mm. they are also in a really tough spot. That's right. But it happens in our own life, doesn't Hugely. it? Where does shame pull you back from being who you really are yeah. or exploring parts of yourself that, you know, are a bit weird and different and mm. not consensus mm. And I think that's a great place to look because that's some a lot of the time where your creativity can come from as Hugely. well is unlocking that shame and yet finding out where it's leading you to. And it doesn't have to mm. be usually is a really bright and amazing place. Mm. But mm. when you lock it away, like you said, it comes out in other areas mm. that usually is not as mm. pretty or as, <clears throat> you know. Um, becomes creative. A, becomes a monster in the cupboard kind yes. of poking its arm out. Exactly, yeah. Where when you open it mm. and explore it and unfold it, this, mm. I guess, shadowy part of yourself that you're afraid to go there, Yeah. that you actually discover that's the gold. Yes, yeah. Within the shadow, within the, mm. the shame mm. is the gold. Yeah. If momentarily we can drop that shame and explore it. And I think creating a practice where you can explore that and let shame go for a moment, even if that's in your own private space. Yeah, a private space is probably better to, you know, get to know it a little more. Yeah, Mm. Because if you haven't worked on it, Mm. the shame's going to come out in public. You know, other people are going to see that and just as that first program, they're going to, you're going to get attacked. Mm. And if you haven't done the inner work on the critic, which we were talking about yeah. last week, yes. then that's going to, you'll have no defence yeah. from that because critic. Because usually with shame, there's a big critic sitting there, isn't there? Hugely. Having a, having a go at you saying, oh, my goodness, you love sex too much. Mm. What are you talking about it in yeah. public for yeah. or whatever it's saying? Or you love dancing yes. in a weird way or yeah. you love yeah. macrame or yeah. you, that's yeah. not cool. You love dressing in frilly pink things and you're a man. Completely. You know, whatever. Completely. And, you know, I was really inspired. I read a book years ago by Seth Godin called We're All Weird and it really inspired me that really our gold and our the juice of who we really are is mm. our weirdness. Mm. 
And unless we have time to explore that and have the courage to bring that out, yes. maybe personally at first, but explore how we can bring that out, yeah. that's the edge that we have. That's yeah. the, the difference and the remarkability. In a sense, we're all weird because we're all different. Yes. And I think with this work, if you can pick it up for your children as well, mm. young, you know, and I said pretty frilly pink things because all our boys have had a stage where all of a sudden colour is mm. and pretty pink things aren't mm. for boys. Yes. And you can see in their own little mind that they want to wear these colours, but mm. there is shame there. Yeah. And it's shame of being ridiculed. And obviously someone said something and... You know, we've questioned them and said, okay, well, why can't you wear pink? Pink colours are for everyone. Yes. And they've come back. Particularly if it's your colour. Exactly. And they've come back usually with, no, that colour's for girls, mummy. Mm. You have to Mm. be a girl to wear that colour. No, you don't. Mm. Oh, but if I did, they'd think I was weird and Mm. strange and, you Mm. know, they wouldn't think I was a boy. Mm. So there was, you know, as simple as that, that's where shame can start. So I think for children... You know, and, and there's all sorts of different scenarios where shame, it doesn't have to be around sex, it's, mm. and it can start young. And if you can unfold that for your child, mm. it frees them up. And, Completely. you know, they might not wear pink, but they can actually feel okay that, oh, I like pink, I'm a, I can like pink because I'm a boy. Okay in difference. Yes, in okay in difference and supporting them to go, you can be different. Which I think as a parent, mm. the job then really becomes us feeling okay in our own difference. Yeah, because you know, a father might that. go, that's right, son. Pink isn't for boys. Yeah. Only girls wear that. There's the shamer coming out straight Usually. away in the family dynamics. Or I feel like, you know, what is pink symbolic of? I, you know, mm. maybe there's a part where you go, I don't feel like... I get it. I, I can't wear pink. Yes. Meaning I can't wear that jacket or I can't be that. Yes. Or I can't because explore that part of me be- because of the shame. Yeah. Because what what would it be like? Mm, in my own life? Mm. Uh, good question. I mean, there's so many edges, you know, yeah. that we're working on. I guess my yeah. difference is, you know, my mythical difference in mm. bringing out... Um, like your feminine part or... Yeah, not so much. I mean, yes. Yeah. I don't know. You might not have a problem with pink. Bring, you wear You know pink. what? Bringing out... <laughs> you don't bringing have a out. problem with yeah, pink. Sometimes, sometimes you... pink's not really my thing No, it's well. not. It doesn't go with you that well, well actually. Just, yeah, and I'm just not... It's not like, oh, I'm You're missing pink. I'm it. not drawn to it. Mm. You know, I, I think I am drawn to weirdness. Yes. I'm drawn to... You know, I get very bored watching mainstream and programs often. It's probably Colorblind too. I am. Colors aren't big for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they. I see it as a gift. Mm. I see the world in a different shade. Yeah. And 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 colorblindness is such a weirdness. We talk about this when we're rock climbing a lot because it's color coders and. Yeah, you climb for many competitions, not knowing which colors. Yeah, I missed holds and things. That's been interesting. But now that's all changed a bit, hasn't it? Well, they the last comp you. I went in, they mm. put squares out for yeah, me, and yeah. and it's, it's it's interesting. As soon as I know a color, it mm. becomes that color for me. Yes, which in a sense is the cones. You know, I love that as a metaphor. Yeah, you know, once we see it and we get it, then it changes. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite. But does it really change? Because 
your your icons might not really know that color. Well, I think I have the cones. <laughs> I have you the know? well, yeah. Is so what's your going, color yeah, is yeah, my that's color? Really red and no, but it changes. It's like you'll say to me, "Can you see that red flower?" I'm like, "No." Yes. But then you go and point it out, and suddenly, boom! There it is, the red yeah. flower, mm-hmm. and I can see that because mm. it's been activated. It's I don't. Superpower. It is a superpower, mm. completely. So. It's an, it's a, no, but it's an interesting thing that is when we see things. You know, one of my favourite things is when our minds are flipped. Yeah. And I was just talking about this this morning, this whole idea that I love podcasting and I love, I love the era that we now live in mm. because it embraces... You're dif- weird. You're weird. <laughs> you can go and you can follow and you can find weird. You don't have to switch on the Channel 7 News... Yes. And be told this is who you need to be. We're yeah. judging people. You know, there's so much in mainstream media, there's so much yeah. judgment around how difference. you should be. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's interesting. Different. It's changing because yes. it is a lot more diverse, you know, with, with yeah, the transgender and these kind of is changing, yes. but there's still areas where we're blind to. Yeah. And we sit there and we watch and we see it in one way. Yeah. And so that's what. Yeah, I like, you know, I, I th- did I say in the last one of the ones, that the, you know, the Bitcoin program really blew my mind because I realized in myself, I saw it just as drug money and da, 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 and yeah. buy Bitcoin, don't buy Bitcoin, whatever. Yeah. But it, for me, it was just my own perception of it. And then mm. I went, oh, actually, this is a lot more than this. This is a way of thinking. Yeah. This is, of... this is a new way of being. Yeah, and I've been caught community. in what? You know, the six o'clock news has been telling me. Yeah. Interesting. Hey? Yeah, so it's important. Important part. Mm. So how do you deal with shame? How do we deal with shame? You know what? I, for me, mm. I think the first, the biggest thing in anything is just acknowledgement. Yeah. Like just noticing it. Yes. And that we we get pulled back into our patterns. Yeah. And you can go, I got that last time. You know, mm. I, I got that I need to be over being, I need to be okay with wearing pink. Yes. And it caught me again. Mm-mm. And I think that's actually okay. I think that's the start because mm. then you get it and you mm. go, huh. Mm. Again, it got me again. Yeah, and then you can you can take it from there, and you can work with that, and you can start finding inner parts of yourself that actually support you around that. Yes, something as silly as pink. Yeah, yeah. find characters and parts of yourself, or find mm. podcasts or people that support the pink movement. That's right. You know, yeah. the your yeah. pinkness. You stand for it. The stand mm. for your own. Who are like minded to you? Yeah. Mm. Stand with your your weirdness because mm. the, the, that's the era we now live in mm. is the era where there is so much diversity and we can, you know, it, it was interesting. People are also saying, you know, it's bad, this whole movement, because now you don't get diversity in, you know, the paper you'd read, all sorts of different articles. And I get that. But I also think really you're still just getting one view. Now we can go out and hunt down those parts that... yes kind of support in a healthy way. inspire you. Inspire you. Yeah. Give you courage. Mm. Mm. What about you? Any ideas on... Well, like we just did before we Mm. podcast, we went, okay, let's dance 
Let's feel shame in our body and where mm. it was mm. and let's dance it out. Mm. See what what it can mm-hmm. um, bring. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting kind of dance for me. It was um, juttering and jittering and... But by the end of the dance, as I flowed that shame through my body, it became quite sensual and flowing Mm. and made me smile. Mm. So it was kind of like, ah, okay, when I've been shamed before, it's actually because I have been a flowing sexual Mm. being. Mm. And so it was nice to reconnect to... That's who I need to be more of mm. and support that, you know, part of me that got shamed mm. that I moved like that or I talked like that. Mm. So, yeah, the dance, it That's was really beautiful. good to um, feel that in my body and how mm. through, you know, what did we dance for? Two minutes. Mm. How it changed mm-hmm. and where it led back to, which was kind of like, oh, okay. So there, that's how shame morphs in my body and how it has moved Mm. and where it sort of, where I got, it led me back to where I'd been shamed. Mm. And I need more of that in my life to be that sexy, beautiful mover that's light. Mm. I felt very, um, like I felt like I had wings and Mm. it's very light and my arms were really, Mm. there was a lot of upper body movement. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was beautiful. It's such an amazing channel, isn't it, to be in that movement channel? Yes. And to integrate that part mm, mm. into yourself. Exactly. So it's an interesting, that's, I love that way, mm. like uh, moving your shame. Yeah. Feeling it in your body. Feeling and where it in your it's body. anchored. Yeah. That's what I noticed this morning, you know, that feel everything. I was this morning when I got up and I looked at the sky. Yeah. And it, it's such an important thing, I think, so often. You know, I'm really playing at the moment with micro-movement. Yeah. Like really noticing when I'm stretching, where do I go into activating my nervous system where I'm in kind of a fight-or-flight response? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and where, where is it, it just it, before? Where is it just before that? Where is it just opening? And sometimes mm. it's super gentle, which is yeah. kind of... Anti my normal way of thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. okay, you're deep, go deeper. Yes. Yeah. Go deeper and go harder and go yeah. stronger. Yes. But in a sense, yes, you're getting a high from the endorphins and the hit. Mm. But really, you're actually tightening rather than really meditating on that point. Yes. That sweet spot where you can open your body and it slowly starts to let go. Yes. So you're kind of talking about lust for life now. Yeah, jumping into that mm. and exploring that part and feeling everything. So feeling yes. the micro rather yeah. than waiting for it to go macro. Yes. Feeling that pain. Where is that pain in my body and how mm. do I mm. explore that? Yeah. And, and, and connect that to the lust for life. Yes. Connect that. Feel everything. Mm. Notice everything. Marginalize nothing. Mm. The pain, the joy. In, in a sense, make love to life, make love to nature, mm. penetrate nature, mm. but have nature penetrate you back, mm. you know? So Yeah, so you it, really feel it. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't have to be a, a sexual act. No, but you know what it does do? It brings you back to the present moment. Yes. And we're always, or well, I'm always running further away from where I actually am. 
Yeah. And so to feel that stretch in your body is anchoring you into your body. So it's mm. like a meditation. Mm. To feel that breeze touch your skin mm. brings you back to your body. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's what we've kind of been playing with, haven't mm. we, from Michaela Boheme. Mm. And she talks about background pleasures mm. or the background pleasure of yes. life yes. that we miss, that we... Yes. Um, that we miss and we, that's our dishwasher in the background. We just turned it off. <laughs> background pleasure. Background pleasure. <laughs> so, yeah, black background pleasure, mm. which I can hardly even say. It's um, something that can anchor you into your life as well and feeling to keep you present, basically. Definitely. So feeling that in your body, feeling the wind, feeling the joy that you feel in your heart, mm. feeling the sheets on your skin, mm. that cuddle that you mm. feel from your son or from your lover or mm. whoever, but really feel it, mm. be in that present moment. Mm. And so it's like a meditation through life. Yeah. and It's the best meditation. Yeah, and I've been doing it all week and, oh, my God, I feel so, I feel so calm and in my body and happy Mm. and I was thinking as I was driving home and I had the wind in my hair and I just thought oh my goodness I feel so relaxed I feel so life is here and now Mm. I felt amazing Mm. where usually I could be driving home going right now I've got to go and do this when I get home I've got that and this and that Mm. and the other interesting thing feeling this was feeling the pain in your body Mm. And I noticed that I had quite a bit of pain in the body. But actually, when I went into that pain, I could dissolve it. Oh, and here comes the wind. Mm, it agrees. <laughs> wind, Mother Nature agrees. And so becoming more present, it was kind of like my body was giving me, you know, hello, hello, look at me, be in me, feel me. Mm. But it was giving with pain. But mm. let's not ignore that. Mm. And let's go with, ah, oh, the touch, mm. the feel. Mm. I can actually turn that into feeling really good and isn't it orgasmic yes like they talk about whole body orgasms Mm -hmm. you can have that just with nature just Mm. with feeling your body and breathing through it and isn't it interesting that pain is kind of a signal yes a wake-up signal to yourself in, to have relationship with your body, to yeah, not move in that way, right. to yes. explore around that. Yeah, or not be with that person or to yeah. drink more water or... Yeah. Mm. Though so often there's the, the old no pain, no gain. There's this... Yes, push beyond that pain. Push it and ignore it and yes. see how far you can go past yeah. that rather than having a relationship with it. From, mm. You know, and the, Pain can be the meditation, sitting there at the moment of pain and exploring that. Yes. What is this interesting signal that I'm getting? Mm. But mm. also then noticing that pleasure is also, and sometimes pleasure is at the essence of the pain, if you go deep into it and yes. explore oh, it yeah. and yeah. open it. But also mm. the pleasure is always around us and that we can drop into that mm. and meditate on those surrounding mm. kind of flirts, those mm. parts in our body, those... You know, the part that's soft and wants yeah. to relax. Mm. And picking up on the joy of being alive. Mm. Regularly. The lust for life. The lust for life, yeah. there it is. Which, which so often I think people 
feel a sense of hopelessness. We we all can feel a sense of hopelessness. Mm. And how do we connect back? That the game isn't over. Mm. That you know, and a lot of people, you know, that hitting you know in their forties and you know mid forties, fifties, whatever, and feeling like, what have I done? Yes. You know, but the the game is nowhere near over. It's not over until it's over, and yeah. at whatever age, yeah, and that we can explore the experience that's going on. Mm. Yeah, and be more connected to where the body and the heart and where you need to be in life. Yeah, I think there's that part of not not having a limited rationalism. You know, not mm. limiting this is where I am and what I'm doing, but actually exploring what's going on, that turn on, the giving space and time for that animal. Yeah. You know, the Victor- Victorian era was this thing about shutting out nature. Yes. About knocking the forest down and removing the animal instincts from within us. Yes. But actually <laughs> exploring those instincts Mm. exploring what's there and having fun and playing with that part of Mm. us yes there's a part of us that's civil and it's important for most of us it's really strongly developed yes you know with everything there's there's always pros and cons with everything you know Mm. and there's probably Mm. some people out there that could develop that more yes the socialization Mm. but Mm. for most people we're pretty socialized pretty most of us are pretty socialized yeah you know, and exploring that that lust, mm. that animal instinct, mm. that lust for experience, for sensuality, yeah. for feeling, yeah. for relationship to other people. Yes. Not sexually, but in a sense, feeling a conversation where there's some kind of feedback loop that there's this turn on that's going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that excites me and, you know, happens with us Mm. one of us says something and next minute we're fired up yeah that's right we're turned on yeah by that idea exactly and i think the technique that we were just talking about with the background technique pleasures it does turn you on it does to your life Mm. to your career to your parenting Mm. makes you has made me more present and enjoying what my life is mm. and what I'm doing at the moment mm. with the kids, with you, mm. with areas that we're exploring at the moment, mm. with career. Mm. Um, but I feel so in my body doing this. Mm. And so, it's such a simple technique, but it's like it's, it's, it's simple, but it's also not simple because you can kind of ignore it. You can ignore body symptoms left, right and mm-hmm. centre um, every tick of the clock, but... If you actually come back to them, that's where the juice is. Yeah. So for you, where in your life do you need to explore the boundary of shame, find your weirdness Mm. and connect more with your lust for life? Mm, That's a big one, isn't it? (laughs) Goodness, how long have uh, we got? We're at 26 minutes. As long as we got, it's our moment. podcast. <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah, I mean, we're exploring some fun things sexually at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always areas that 
bring me shame around being a sexual woman mm-hmm. and about, you know, podcasting and talking about it mm-hmm. and reading about it. So, and exploring it and actually bringing it into our life as um, giving it actual space to go, no, actually, I want to learn more about this. Mm. We're going to have more time in the bedroom to explore this. Mm. Which isn't it interesting that you can actually take that, that it can be a practice and it doesn't have to, Mm. you know, you need to notice your own flavor, Yes, who you are, but it's a way of taking that connection to, you said to me that you like, you know, noticing everything. So Mm. in the bedroom, noticing everything, but Mm. how do we bring that out into life as well and really notice that, which is probably what we were talking about before. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is because in what we've been reading with Tantra is it's actually when you're making love and having sex is to relax into it yeah, and feel it fully. And a lot of the time sex is or making love is let's get to the end goal and Hmm. Then we come and hmm. ejaculate. It's kind of tension, tension, more tension, tension, yeah. tension, tension, yeah. tension, tight, tension tight, until... Tight, tight, uh, Not tight. Phew. But where can you have that tension, realizing realizing that you've got that tension in the body, and then relax mm. and set it down? Mm. And there, that's when they call it's the valley of the orgasm, mm. because the body can relax into it, and through that relaxation and that excitement, mm. that's where the jewels are. Mm. That's where I haven't we haven't explored fully. Mm. We've had little bits mm. of it, mm. which has been amazing. Mm. But now it's like, no, I want to make this more of a practice Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. and with myself Mm -hmm. to really feel what there is. Mm. And isn't that also just fascinating around then how do I notice when I am tightening up? Yeah, and that's just in life. In life, yes. Because I always get like a tight shoulder and neck and if I'm at work or I'm talking to someone, exactly, that's Mm. where I hold the tension where... Okay, I feel that building, building. No, just mm. let it go, relax. Mm, how do I soften? And, and how I am softening is allowing nature to actually lead me to go, oh, there's, a, there's the sun. Like the mm. other day I walked out and it had been raining all weekend and I had like a couple of minutes in the sun. Mm. Oh, my God. It was the most pleasurable, magic, sensual experience mm. Because I really sat there and I really felt the sun invading into my Mm. aura, my skin, my brain, Mm. my soul. Mm. And it was like two minutes I sat out there with the dog when you guys were all off motorbike riding. (laughs) And then it started raining and I had to come inside. And the rain was nice too, actually. It was pretty orgasmic Mm. um, on my skin. Mm. So, sorry, I've just... Zoomed off into sun rays on my skin. That's what I mean. It's so powerful. It's so simple, but it's so powerful. And now I can feel that joy. I can feel the lightness in my body, the Mm. breath. It just makes me feel like a whole being. Mm. Amazing. So where were we? Somewhere. I know. Because it's a tricky part sometimes. But isn't it interesting that we're yeah, suddenly... So, yeah, yeah, we were talking sex and we yeah. want to feel that connection there and that yeah. relaxing, but I want to bring that actual relaxation into my whole life. Yeah. Interaction yeah. with my friends, interaction yeah. with my career, my work, my yeah. children. Yeah. 
I don't want to be so tight and sort of a bit anxious and a bit like, oh, my God, where are we going? I've got to do this. I've got to do that. It's like, okay, breathe in that smell of incense we've got Mm. burning at the Mm. moment and, you know, just flow with it. And I love that because there's something at times about we just we're in that state, mm. and then momentarily we, you kind of lose everything. But you're in something else that has incredible value, has incredible intuition, yes. and uh, that wisdom. We put, but that we push away that in life to away. go, no, don't be like that. That's being airy fairy. Because yes. even be switched on. Yeah, because even just before, I'm just. You know, the critic came up and going, oh, my God, you're so airy-fairy. What, <laughs> what are the people going to think? Just that simple thing, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And which, it's like, which if that happens for you, I'm speaking for other people, mm. isn't it interesting to go, huh, I'm pushing away airy-fairy. Yeah. It's I'm more airy-fairy that I need to explore. Yeah, exactly, because that airy-fairy is blissful pleasure, immense joy and connection to who I am. Mm. Which is the thing you're talking about bringing more of into your life. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Needs to be, often needs to be supported mm. and told that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay who I am. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. What's to coming be that forward. Way. Yeah. Awesome. So with that, thank you so much. If you think this is valuable for anybody else you know, let them know. Yeah. And share it out. Beautiful. Um, Thanks so much for living. Thanks so much for listening and living. (laughs) And living. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. If you like this episode and want more, then click the link below to receive a bonus worksheet so you can start implementing the techniques from this podcast.